As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the New Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 432. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And I'm excited to talk about today's topic. It's in the title, We Are All Victims of Victims, recognizing that we are all victims of victims. And at a glance, of course, that sounds like a downer. That sounds like this will be a very heavy, heavy episode. But if you know me, uh, you might know that I'm all about recognizing truths and then urging ourselves to make compassionate, dare I say optimistic, conclusions about life given that truth. And in this case, I want to examine the truth that we are all victims of victims and what that can do for us in life. Not to us, but for us and how we look at ourselves and the world around us. So very excited to talk about this topic and I'll hop right into it. But before I do, I have a quick surprise announcement for you. For the past year, I've been working on something pretty different from the books and journals that you might know me for. For the past year, I've been working with What Do You Meme? Uh, You might know them from the popular game series you see everywhere. I've been working with them, What Do You Meme? to create a mindfulness game, a mindfulness card concept. And it's officially here and it's available now. Uh, It's called Better Than Yesterday. And it's basically a 365 daily card deck challenge to help you live a more confident, fulfilling, carefree life aka how to be better than yesterday. And I'm so excited for the launch of this as it's a real reflection of my passion uh, in life, which is mindfulness, but more so practical mindfulness, how to apply mindfulness, self-love, self-growth in real life, not just in theory, but in real life. And that's what the game does. It's meant to be played by you. And basically just every day you draw a card, you pick a card that makes sense for you and you complete the task on it. Some tasks are really easy and might have you kind of Marie Kondo reorganize your home or write a journal prompt. Others are more challenging and are designed to push you way out of your comfort zone, maybe having you introduce yourself to a stranger or shoot your shot. 
but they're all designed with mindfulness and self-love in mind. And I'll be talking more about it in the coming weeks and months uh, when it starts to be available in Target and Walmart, but for now, it's available exclusively on Amazon. So I'd be so honored and privileged if you'd head there and search for Better Than Yesterday game uh, and pick it up. But as always, thank you so much for supporting me. I think you'll really get a lot of value from the game. Again, it's called Better Than Yesterday. But let's talk about this episode here, this idea, switching gears in a major way, <laughs> this idea. We are all victims of victims. And that soundbite isn't my own. It actually comes from Virginia Sater, who uh, she was an author and psychotherapist, and she's best known for her work in family therapy, which makes sense given the topic here. And basically that phrase, we are all victims of victims, is her way of succinctly uh, describing her observation that we learned and were influenced by our parents in the same way that our parents learned and were influenced by their parents. And the phrase describes the fact that in a sense, misery loves company in that we are all recipients of the emotional and psychological influence of the last two generations prior to us. And I read some of her work in, in regard to what to do with this observation. And I really like her approach in that she basically says that our victimhood is a result of context, not necessarily psychological intention, and that blaming one's parents only furthers the victim, the victimhood, the cycle of victimhood. And she advocates, as I would, to break the pattern with ourselves so that the influence isn't passed along any further. And for this episode, I don't want to so much focus on the idea of passing along trauma from parents to children. I will talk about that specifically, but I think the real value of recognizing this phrase, we are all victims of victims, is when we learn to apply it in a more broad situational sense where other people, not only our parents, hurt us in some way. And I want to talk about recognizing that in general, the people who hurt you are flawed and why recognizing that truth, that observation can really change how we perceive the outcome of that hurt, the weight of that hurt. So more on that in a minute, but touching on this in the context of family. Uh, certainly, 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 I would think any therapist would probably agree that when it comes to things like attachment styles or uh, how we respond to drama and conflict or insecurities, I think therapists would agree that a lot of those admittedly are born and nurtured and grown during childhood and adolescence, and then we carry them into adulthood. You know, for instance, maybe you had a parent or parents who kind of withheld affection from you when you misbehaved or made a mistake, or they didn't offer you support or comfort when you needed it. Or maybe you had parents who kind of placed unnecessary burdens and responsibilities on your shoulders that were far too heavy or serious for your age. Or maybe you had parents who never gave you the quality time, uh, the affection that you needed, or they blurred the line between friend and parent. Um, maybe you had very controlling parents who didn't let you show or express yourself fully. Maybe you had very strict parents who made you feel guilty for feeling a certain way. Maybe you had parents who did those things because they thought you were they were protecting you whatever it may be. And I can go on and on. And I think we could all probably apply that lens in our own lives. I'm sure we could probably all, in a sense, turn a mirror on ourselves and ask, you know, what is the weight that we carry with us in our adult lives that we learned in our adolescence? Is it that we need to suppress how we feel? Is it that we need to control every outcome? Is it that we're not worthy of someone's you know, love and affection? Is it that affection is a controlling tactic and, and shouldn't be trusted? Yikes, right? We could, we could do this exercise 
for ourselves. And I think when we apply the family lens to ourselves and others, we might nod our heads and say, you know what, that is true. We are victims in that sense. And I use the word victim here uh, specifically in reference to Virginia and her take on this. You know, the word victim feels like a, a very heavy word. And I, of course, want to reserve that word for situations that really merit it. I don't want to cheapen the word. But in reference to her writing and the concept here, we are all victims. But not only that, and here comes my main point and why I think it's so freeing to realize this, we are all victims of victims. We are all victims of victims. The people who passed down hurt or pain or learned negative behaviors to us, they were victims in the same sense. They learned from someone else from somewhere else. That is what they should do. That is the correct thing that they should do. And that's the pattern repeats itself. And in realizing that, we can start to warm up to the idea that the people who hurt you are flawed. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. The people who hurt you are flawed. The people who withheld affection as a controlling tactic, the people who were very controlling, the people who made you question your worth, it's very likely they struggled at some point with the same weight, learned weight from other people in their life. And as a result, they are victims in that sense and are flawed and are simply acting out of that flaw. The hurt they pass along to you is flawed because they are flawed. The things they did were based on fear 
in perfection, negative conditioning. And of course, I will caveat and say that there are people who exist in life, maybe unfortunately you've met them, who hurt you and they knew exactly what they were doing and they did so willingly and from a place of intent. And I can't really say anything there other than they fully deserve the blame that should follow. But for the most part here, I find peace and then empowerment in the phrase, we are all victims of victims. Because for me, when I look at the conditioning that we have struggled to unlearn, the weight that we struggle to let go of, the assumptions we were conditioned to make from early on, when I look at those things, I am able to strip away intention from the equation. Intention. If we are all victims of victims and pain and hurt and those negative things are just being passed around from person to person, generation to generation in a learning conditional way, well, in a sense, then that frees us up to strip away intention from it. That is that someone hurt you with clarity and intention of what they were doing. And I think this is a really important point when it comes to the people who hurt you in that I've learned through, through my life, that we double the pain we feel when we apply intention to it, their intention. We double the pain we feel when we feel the pain, but we also say they wanted me to feel the pain. They wanted me to be hurt. They, they specifically intended for me to feel this way. They planned it for me this way. That intention is what makes a lot of pain linger and hurt for so long, when in reality, backing up and realizing that we are all victims of victims. The people who hurt us are flawed. Well, that kind of changes the intention bit just a, just a bit, don't you think? To recognize that the people who hurt us were victims in their own right, and they are simply passing along that hurt, that pain, that conditioning, that, that flaw, that kind of changes things. It won't change what we feel necessarily, but it does remove, it empowers us to remove the double pain of intention. Removing the pain of intention says that the, pre the people who hurt us, anyone, parents, lovers, bosses, friends, you name it, they are acting out of an imperfect understanding of themselves in the world. They are acting out of flawed conditioning. They are acting out of their own negative, passed down, pattern-driven conditioning. Again, there's no rationalizing their behavior, someone's behavior that hurt you. There's no giving someone a free ticket or a hall pass to do hurtful things. We should, frankly, expect, just like we expect of ourselves, that they should break the pattern and do the difficult thing to not pass that conditioning along. But I have found that looking at life through the lens of we are all victims of victims is empowering in this specific sense. It doesn't have to be the heavy downer like it sounds. It's I don't want to use the word celebration, but it's, it's a stand-up type moment of the fact that when someone hurts you, when someone frustrates you, when someone leads you along but then doesn't choose you, lies to you, betrays you, when they do those hurtful things, they are acting out of their own flawed understanding of themselves. They are doing what they think is right, perhaps because they learned it, perhaps because that's what they were taught to do, perhaps because they think that's what's best. Who knows? I don't know. But I do know that... When I find a way to strip away a layer of intention from the way that someone hurts you, well, it lessens the weight of that hurt. Because then all you're left with uh, is, of course, the hurt, the pain, but you're taking away the idea that you were specifically you as a person, you with all the specific things about you that you were chosen for that hurt maliciously and intentionally. Because I, I think about it this way, you know, we live in a world 
of people going a million miles an hour at random, literally at random, each of us with a million variables, each of us with learned behaviors and flawed understandings of ourselves in the world. And that inevitably is going to lead to collision where their conditioning leads them to hurt you in the same way it hurt them previously. But they, they and people in general tend to not realize it because it's so internalized and learned and lived. Misery loves company is the phrase I referenced earlier. And I think it kind of describes this idea. People hurt you, not always out of malicious intent, but because they think that's what they should do. They think that what they're doing is best for you, maybe for them. Definitely. They think the example set for them and set for the people who set the example is right and was right. So I offer this episode for a specific reason. For one, when it comes to breaking free of conditioning, examining your own behaviors and learned perspectives of life, I find it helpful to remove intention as best you can from it. We are all victims of victims. Start there. And two, when it comes to living and loving and working with other flawed people, can you try to realize that their reaction to the world around them is flawed? And unfortunately, sometimes that puts you in their crosshairs. Try to remove intention. They are flawed. They are imperfect. They are acting out of learned victimhood. And same for you, my friend, and same for me. We are flawed. We are imperfect. We are acting out of learned victimhood. What are some of the behaviors, for instance, that you have so internalized that you struggle to break free of, that you're tempted to continue to pass along through habit and routine? How freely do you give and receive love? Do you leave room for connection or possibility with other people? What is the degree to which you trust other people or trust yourself? When we take a look at this phrase, we are all victims of victims, I see it as a call to stand up, to not sit down and and wallow in that recognition, but rather to break the pattern, to stand up and say, I refuse to let anyone else take away my right to hope, to expression, to connection, to openness. I refuse to let anyone define what life means for me. I refuse to give up on certain ideals because someone else did and tried to pass that along to me. We have to learn to look elsewhere. We have to learn to let go of the extra weight of intention, the extra weight that comes from assuming that intention is there. We have to look outside of that influence, outside of their flawed behavior and likely their lack of specific intention. We have to realize that the people who broke us do not have the power to put us back together. And I think this phrase, we are all victims of victims, is a good starting point to break the patterns in our lives, to not allow other people's learned and lived pain dull our hope, to not allow it to change how we feel about ourselves and the world around us, to not allow it to dull our openness and our passion. If we are all victims of victims, and that victimhood continues to be passed around like in a pinball machine, just bouncing around off the walls and bouncing around at random until it hits someone in life, then we kind of have to embrace the possibility that it's random in that sense, that it's not always intentional, that it's conditioned, that it's learned, and then it's applied somewhat at random, at least not with malicious intent. When someone hurts you and you feel that pain, we have to recognize that that person is acting out of imperfection. Again, not as a way of rationalizing it for them, but to start the healing process for us instead. Not for them, but for us. Their flawed learning, their imperfect life, their imperfect upbringing, their imperfect conditioning led them to this moment in your life. Take the intention out of it 
And I think you're on your way to not only healing, but to challenging yourself to break your own patterns. So that's it. Under right there. I hope this gave you something to think about uh, in some way and hopefully empowers you to stand up uh, in that sense. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend, if you could take 30 seconds to give the show a five-star rating and review. And if you're interested in the new mindfulness game that I made with What Do You Meme, it's called Better Than Yesterday, and you could head over to Amazon and pick it up. But that is it. Thank you, as always, for listening, and thank you so, so much for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. try to explain what it feels like to get your work done on a John Deere. The way a Z-Track mower finishes in half the time you thought it would. Or how much easier it is to move mountains of soil with a 1 Series tractor. We could even go into detail about how it feels to tow up to 4,000 pounds behind a Gator XUV. But if you really want to know what it's like to run with us, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.